1: didn't really know how to tell people it was happening. You've got to start living like
3: it's not going to last forever.
1: If you've got something nice to say, say it. It's such a negative world. Why don't we start changing the way we talk?
3: No, I've never been scared of dying. It's judgment for curiosity. If you love yourself and the important people in your life love you, then that's all you really need. On. <laughs> yeah. well, we've had that before where we talk to guests and like the best bits have been before the episode. And or then, after, after the episode. Yeah. And then like, like fuck's
2: sake. Like it's good you have the chat, but at the same time like uh, I kinda wish my,
3: my perception of the episode is the whole time mm. I spent with them, not just what the recording was. Yeah. Mm. So I'm thinking, oh, we've missed that all this good stuff. But I experienced it, so I feel lucky. Yeah. Then, then I feel like regret because the people don't get to experience everything we did. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And the yeah, the goal that they said. We're like children trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's so
2: much weird when you can hear yourself back, eh? All
1: right, Jamo Lennon, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, boys. It's a pleasure. Jack? G'day. <laughs> All right, to start with, tell us something about yourself that you've never told your listeners.
3: Wow. <laughs> um, there's not much that I don't tell my listeners, to be honest. What can I say? Um I've been very open with I know this isn't answering the question directly but I've been very open with our listeners over the years about mental health right so whenever I'm going through something I'll normally tell them but sometimes I'll tell them um when I'm out of it so for example this is a good one actually so when I had my darkest period in my life it was towards the start of the podcast although the podcast was such like a shining light in my life, I was going through like a really dark time and I didn't really realize when I was in, like I was in like a depressive state, but I didn't really realize that I was until it like grew and grew and grew to a point where I had to talk to people. Um, So I guess when I was going through that, no one listening to the podcast would have known, but as the years have gone on, I've like told people about that. So I guess that's probably the biggest thing is that I was going through a really tough time and no one knew. But now that I've been through it and I'm much happier now, mm. they like, I feel more um it's easier for me to tell people.
1: It's the hard thing. It's a um, deep deep sight, lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're planning <laughs> on it. We're planning on it. That's the thing. I feel like that's sort of part of the problem though with the world is that like we almost wait to things are better yeah. to speak about them. But it's like being able to, in the moment, like have the courage to be able to speak with them, which is, which is hard, but it's good that you sort of have that openness with your listeners.
2: But some people don't get to, like, get to that day where they they can start talking about it, which
3: is, yeah, unfortunate. But, and then some some creators as well, um, or influencers or whatever you like to call them, are very, like, they put on a facade or an image that they want on the internet. And then sometimes they the people that watch their content will never get to see the other side of them, which can be a conscious choice from that person mm. to not let the people in yeah. from like a branding perspective. Mm. Or it could also be that they are scared to share it. Um, but I think like Dylan and I have both grown, um, through the years of the podcast with sharing those things. Yep. Um, sometimes I, I think I overshare, <laughs> like, I, like I'll tell people a lot, um, but I guess that's just a part of who I am. And it's something that I've learned over the years is okay.
1: Mm. I I think the facade point's important because like when creators put on that facade, like it's sort of a persona and the persona can only receive love. So praise, not love. Yeah. So that, that sort of like ego can sort of only fulfill their ego. If they're not being their true authentic self through the content that they create, it's hard to actually feel that that's like your, that's you. It's almost like this personas receiving love and praise, not actually your authentic self.
3: People can get like imposter syndrome from doing that as well. So you hear about it all the time. And I guess I'm lucky with with what Dylan and I do is that we're so authentic and transparent that when I'm going out and like people will bump into us and recognise us or tell us that they listen or watch, I don't feel like I'm pretending or like they're coming up to a character rather than me um which is something special i think and why i love what we do so much um yeah
1: no i like that but then what about when you receive hate then because if you're being a true authentic self through the stuff and when it's all positive it might be easy but what about when you're dealing with like criticism and
3: yeah well, tough luck to those who don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, What's the alternative? Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good point. Um, no, there's definitely been times over the years where, like, it's not a normal thing to just receive hate on the internet. Like, it's very new to society, the internet in general. Mm. So, like, yeah. when, when these things happen, like, if you get a nasty message or, or whatever it is, it's not normal. Like, to hear that. Oh, so, sorry, to see it and not hear it like right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you especially people with anxiety, they will build it up to be much more than it is. Where sometimes it can just be like a, a drive by comment on TikTok where they've done it and then they fucked off to the next video. User six five four three. Two. Exactly. Yeah. Um and it it might not mean much to them in their day, but it can completely ruin yours. Mm-hmm. So um, initially when we received negative feedback I didn't enjoy it at all it was really bad and like that did that had nothing to do with me being depressed or anything um it was just like oh that's ruined my day mm. and then I guess the more that we've done content online the better I've gotten at not necessarily blocking it out but learning ways to deal with it mm. um and one of those ways is not looking at the comments a lot of the time. So that helps. <laughs> um like I know the the listeners we have that listen every week, they love and appreciate what we do and that's to be honest all I care about is the people that listen to the show mm. um and what the the people close to me think of it and what I think of it is I guess the the main thing. So yeah, I'm not trying to please everyone. That that's mm. the main thing. Like people um get caught up in trying to please everyone but I think yeah if you're just trying to please yourself and, and do yourself proud and the people around you then you're
2: winning 1000%. We've been talking about people pleasing like, just yeah. this past week and I don't know I guess how we've had some situations where like you realize in the moment like fuck do I actually want to do this or am I just trying to please someone or Yeah.
3: How do you boys go with with criticism?
1: I okay. feel like <sighs> I feel like it's a perfect way, content creation, to really build your resilience. Mm-hmm. I feel like the gr- a lot of the growth I've had in the past six months, I've noticed how I react to internally respond to criticism. I've noticed the shift in my internal, the way I deal with it, which just shows to me how much I've grown. Um, so I guess for me, I always feel, I, f- I just make it simple and I just feel sorry for people who have to, go out of their way to bring someone down. Cause a lot of the time it's, it's all, it's pretty much always coming from a place of their own insecurity. Yep. Um, and it's never really about you. Like all judgment is self judgment. So it's always reflecting some internal thing. So I, I honestly feel bad that someone has to, go out of their way and I don't really take it personally. That's the main thing. I think we take a lot of criticism personally. We'll go out of our way to take something really deeply and almost like it's a reflection on us and our our worth. So not really outsourcing my worth to the negativity but I think an important point is that also the attention part. So there is so much positive impact you can have. So it's like focusing my attention on the positivity like you said with your loyal listeners because there is going to be so much positivity. So it's like There's always going to be fucking positivity and negativity, but it's where your attention goes, sort of the energy sort of expands from there.
3: Yeah,
2: 100%. For me, it's like, it actually depends what they say. And like, if it's just a random username and they just say like, let's start a podcast or fuck, what else is someone said? Like fucking Mr. Yap or I don't know, just any of those. Soft, like there's a lot of
1: stuff because we talk about mental health and vulnerability. There's a lot of people trying to, take us down because we're talking about our emotions and stuff like that um
3: i also think because it's early days of of learning about mental health Mm. and people becoming more accustomed to talking about and hearing about it i think we're going through this stage where not everyone's going to understand it or not everyone's going to like appreciate what you're saying but i think you know we might look back in 30 40 years time and it will be a completely different thing Mm. You know, you might put out a vulnerable video, and ninety nine percent of people are loving it, and there is only a really, really small percentile that that hate it. But at the moment, it seems to be like what would you say, an eighty like, yeah. twenty? Yeah, probably yeah. if yeah. not 50/50. more. Fifty. Yeah. Like, it's probably just people yeah. just
2: struggling to yeah understand at the end of the day. But
3: like what you boys said before about um, almost people projecting their insecurities and issues on you. Um, yeah, I think that's what. I've learned as well with, with receiving hate is, is the same thing that you are talking about is I'm not going to take it to heart because I know deep down my values and what I believe and how I treat people. Um, so, yeah. And I'm, then there's a whole, sorry, there's a whole like um, deep dive into that with, for example, the who's punching segment we do. Yeah, like nah, nah. I can completely understand how some people view it in a particular way. But we have practices put into play um, that make that a completely okay thing to do. For example, there's a consent form that both oh, really? that both partners have to um, check off on before it'll go like before it goes out on the internet. And yeah. um, like the people who are wanting these videos out there, right? <laughs> normally, it's for a joke and it's um, for entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. and it's like they know like, they come to us knowing what they're gonna get. But when, like, one person sees it on the internet and doesn't like it, they just think that we've grabbed random images of people off the internet and we're judging them, whereas we're actually having fun with the people that like our content.
2: And those people probably don't listen to your podcast as well. They just stumble across a viral video and they go, how can these two blokes just start talking about this couple and like putting them down but like they've asked for this like you say it's yeah. gonna be harsh you, you say you're gonna be completely honest yeah. and but i
3: think i'm guilty of it as well sorry to interrupt nah, sorry. <laughs> um, no i'm guilty of it as well where in the past i've watched um i've watched things online and i've gone gee i don't like that mm. but then i've watched a longer form video of them or i've learned more about them and i completely understand it because a lot of the time we watch short form videos with no context
2: Fuck, especially these days. Like exactly. TikTok is just—it's a great thing, but <laughs> with with no context, it can be terrible. Yeah, and it's cooked the
3: attention spans of, <sighs> of the generations. To oh, come.
1: terrible. Yeah, absolutely. That's why podcasting is a hard game. Um, mm-hmm. I think the important point you talk about is like knowing knowing your values, and I think that's probably a bit where I struggled with previously. Is you almost start to entertain their criticism like it could re- reflect your own reality like you you start to think are they right Mm -hmm. or is this true some hate has information. like sometimes the criticism has some fair points like you can learn a few things but a lot of the time it's just from a 15 second clip and they're just a a drive-by drive-by comment um to just try and make you feel bad, or, or whatever whatever purpose they have, um, but I think it really comes back to sort of knowing your values, and I think I've got a lot of clarity around that. So it's it's a lot harder for me to feel feel the criticism as as strongly as I used to. With those with that segment on your show, yeah. do you, obviously you get the consent to do it, and it's a really popular segment. But do you ever sometimes feel bad for like having to sort of? T- on the take the piss out of these people yeah. for, like, for the views <laughs> and the c- content side of it? Yeah.
3: Um, do I feel bad for the people? <laughs> yes and no. Um, so there's been sometimes, particularly in earlier episodes, where we were quite harsh. And, like, we have dialed it back a bit. Um, but then I'm also thinking these people came to us. They know that it's, like, entertainment, comedy. Um, they know that they're going to take the piss out of them. the The problem is sometimes people... Um, hold themselves in such a high regard and That's then and say. then um, they might get a reality check but at the end of the day it's our opinion it's not Correct. everyone's opinion mm. um the, the scariest thing about this segment and like it's been really beneficial to us and I, like we still enjoy doing it the the scariest thing is the comment section so not necessarily what we've said oh. It's what everyone else says. Because
2: yeah. um, it would, like, gang up, especially if, like, there's a common theme in the yeah. comment section, like, and all it takes is that yeah. person to read and, like, you know.
3: Yeah. Well, like one of the one of the parts on our form is actually, are you mentally stable enough to handle what's to come from the video? I so, like that. Um, I really and, like that. And, and this isn't something that we had from the start. It's something that we had to learn to incorporate because it wasn't...
2: Well, you guys didn't know, like, what was to come. Like, how no. much this would blow no. up. O- I, honestly, begin?
3: when... So the segment um, was actually presented to us, like it was suggested to us from a listener of the podcast. Oh, um, the goat. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his name. I feel guilty about <laughs> it. But he always talks about... He's like, a garden. He always, he does. Um, <laughs> no, nah, he's a good bloke though. He always interacts with our show. And yeah, I thought it would be like a two or three week thing mm-hmm. and it would just die out. Um, but yeah, it did so well. And we know why it does so well because... It's not something that gets put on the internet that often. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess from that perspective, I can see where some people would have an issue with it, but then we go back to values. And I, I this isn't like a, a normal value as such, but what I value in life is making people laugh because I know how much of an effect it can have yep. in a positive way. So um, if I can make lots and lots of people happy or um, entertained then um it's a win for me so
1: yeah well let's take it right back to the start mm-hmm. um what inspired the podcast
3: wow so oh i need to pay homage to dylan buckley in victoria so obviously dylan friends list oh, cloggers yeah, yeah. um no he was the biggest inspiration for us to start the podcast. So. I had a YouTube channel when I was growing up. It was just called Jammo and I'd post (laughs) trick shot videos. Yeah. I'd post, um, backyard cricket, pool cricket videos. Um, the classic. Oh man, I loved it. I loved it. I remember I had a dream to make the best backyard cricket video on the internet. (laughs) It was pretty good. Oh Well, we had one that was pretty good. Um, how many views? It's over a hundred K. Oh really? So actually, yeah. Okay. It actually did well. Um, 95% 95% Indian viewers. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got on board for wow. Um, But there was a lot of criticism in that. That was actually probably one of the first times I got real hate. It was like, oh, you're you're bowling shit. <laughs> 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 you can't hit. Like, was, um, How old are you? Oh, mate, 15, 16. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, I think that one I would have been about 16 or 17. But um, no, so I had a YouTube channel to start with by myself and that's just because I loved documenting things and looking back on them from a young age i think i was inspired by dad um dad filmed a lot of us growing up and then when we got to watch back on that i found it fascinating because i was thinking i don't remember that my brain wasn't developed enough to remember that moment but we've got it on tape and like i don't it's know cool it's just thing. a special thing. so cool so i that's something that i um care about deeply is like keeping moments for the future because one day you know, you might not be able to remember or you might um forget on the good times you had. So, yeah, documenting things from a young age was big. Um, That's why I started YouTube. And then, yeah, I guess, um, so I got Dylan on board. So, Dylan's been my best mate since we were about 15 years old in high school. Um, what a Dylan's going around. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, Dylan and I met in maths class and we we're in an advanced maths class, but we weren't, particularly great at maths it was weird it was like we were good enough but we weren't exceptional so we had a seating plan based on how we were going and we were both rubbish so (laughs) we'd sit at the front of the class next to each other and I guess that's where all the the banter and um the bond began and then from there I remember we were having phone calls um on school nights for like four hours just talking about the day funny things that happened at school um and then that there was something that clicked in my head there where I was like I'm having so much fun talking to this bloke. Why don't we put it on the internet? Because I knew that there was like some sort of entertainment value. And at the time, I didn't think much of it was coming from me. I just found him so funny. (laughs) Um, And I knew that so many people would like listening to to what we had to say. But I didn't know how big it would get. I thought it would just be, you know, maybe a thousand people. Um, But it's grown into something much more, which I'm very grateful for. But yeah, the main... Main inspiration for the podcast side of things was definitely, um, Dill Buckley in Victoria. It just inspired me, showing like um, that someone in Australia can do something so powerful and affect so many people. Um, whereas when we grew up, it was only like Americans and and the UK people.
2: Because I, I honestly, uh, this might be false, but I'm yeah. pretty sure you guys are like the first time I'd seen a podcast. Like, yeah, like I might have dabbled in it and like, oh, like this person started a podcast, but nothing like. Nothing in Australia, I just had no awareness. I just thought that people people that listen to podcasts are like losers like i just i didn't didn't understand like why people would listen when yep. they can watch things
3: like why would you want to listen when you can watch but the power of podcasting, man like when I was a little bit similar, I wasn't as aggressive but um but no, like I was thinking, oh can these be good? just listening to people talk. And then I listened to a few and they were powerful. Like I was just sitting there, like Theo Vaughn this past weekend, that's another one where he's quite vulnerable at times, but he can also go back into that silly goofy mode. Um, He's got a good balance. He does. Yeah. And I think him being authentic with them, maybe not all the stories are authentic, (laughs) but like him, you can tell when he's, he's one with, with you and the camera and his listeners. And um, yeah, I guess that one and and Dylan friends was quite vulnerable as well. And I guess that wasn't something that I aimed to be, um, at all. Like when I first started, it was mainly just to see how it went. Um, and after a few episodes, there were no views, like it wasn't doing very well. And it's funny when you were talking about like the first podcast you saw was ours. Mm. Um, we were really early with promoting the podcast on TikTok. So really, so this happened in 2020, um, Dill just thought it would be a good idea to post a short, like segment of the podcast on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it's a funny, it, it's so funny. So <laughs> his This was what the TikTok was about. It's called <laughs> the younger sister is always hotter theory. <laughs> oh, so I actually yeah, think I've, I've, seen, s- that I've yeah. seen that. i yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> No, I definitely saw that. <laughs> so he had this theory that was like in 80% of two sister, um, they call it siblingship. <laughs> 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 that, what do you actually call like? that? I don't know. When you have two sister families. Uh, yeah. S- S- we'll just, we'll siblings. Yeah, yeah siblings. <laughs> <laughs> two sisters. Yeah, two females in a sibling relationship. <laughs> no, no, the that, relationship. Sounds, that sounds very ancestral. <laughs> um, no, so uh, yeah, he put this on. Oh, I think he just chopped it up. There wasn't much editing that was done. He just like took from A to B. Put it on there. Younger sister is hotter theory. 250,000 views. <gasps> the very first clip that we ever did. Um, there's your evidence. You that's, it. and, and I was, cause I grew up watching YouTube and being so fascinated with not necessarily the numbers side, but how quickly something can be seen by everyone. Um, that really set something off in my head to go like, wow, there's actually people that will watch this if we put out the right stuff. Um, so, yeah, got to give credit um, to Deal for for putting that out on TikTok because that's what, you know, pro- it boosted like us. On. Do you yeah. reckon, that,
1: I reckon that's important in the early stage? Yeah. Like even like early this year we had a couple big ones, like a couple 700Ks. But like that, it just gives you some belief that there, you can do it. Yeah. And even if it doesn't come for a while, in the back of your head, there's always that belief that yeah. it, you could make it. Then.
3: Mm-hmm. And TikTok's a scary thing. Like oh. how fast something can blow up. It's and then once it's out there, it can't be taken away mm. because people might have already saved the video Great. or like or whatever. So being really careful with what you put out, but also we, um, we're pretty comfortable with us in ourselves now. And it's taken a while to feel comfortable in ourselves enough to um, be confident in what we're putting out and be ready for whatever's coming back. It's a bit like tennis, this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you smack okay, you serve the ball. There might be a ripper return that will fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> no saving <laughs> no up. Yeah. No. So uh. yeah, I guess learning um learning how to deal with the, the negatives of it as well. It, it's been quite difficult. But um no, we've gotten to a good stage now where we're a well oiled machine.
1: Yeah. How long did it take for things? On like the Instagram and your listeners to sort of build up to a solid foundation.
3: Yeah. So in regards to the listeners, I think our first episode was quite good. I think there was a thousand people that tuned in. So that was, you know, mates from school, um, friends, family, whatnot. Everyone just curious, like, what the fuck,
2: Joe and Dylan, they made a podcast? It was a good start.
3: (laughs) And it's funny, have you guys ever seen it before? You should go back and watch. I was about to say, have you ever re-listened to it? Not the whole thing. I can't do the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the first like minute or two, it's so funny because oh, yeah. we look so much younger. Mm. Oh, um, the growth, it's been four years? Yeah. Like four years. Yeah. Fuck. Um, sorry, what was your question? <laughs>
1: what was my question? Uh,
3: it, was, it was about like sort of the growth. Um, oh, yes, yes. So when it got to like a oh, yeah. good foundation. Yep. So um, like what I touched on earlier with the TikTok that Dil posted, that gave us – you know a few thousand followers that then helped propel the next few episodes so we went from maybe let's just say 300 weekly listeners because everyone dropped off after that first episode and then it just became like you know 200 people 250 150 and it just wasn't really going anywhere until TikTok and you know a few more videos went out and they did well and then I remember there was this one or two week period where we went from let's just say 300 listeners to 3,000 listeners it was incredible. And then just like that, you've got this army of 3,000 people. Mm. Um, and then we took that army into COVID with us. <laughs> and, and and that was a pivotal moment because everyone was at home. And yeah. I guess the timing of what we did it worked out so well because these people wanted, well, like they needed some entertainment because they're stuck at home. Mm. All over the world, people were stuck at home, mm. which is Great for our growth, bad for the world. (laughs) Good uh, for you guys. Um, And luckily we were still able to see each other because Perth's restrictions weren't too bad. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it was a blessing and a curse, that time period of our lives. I feel like we lost a couple of years of our early, you know, late teens, early 20s. Absolutely. um, And everyone had plans to go and travel and stuff and then, you know, all got shot down, didn't they? Yeah. Did
1: you ever think about... Stopping the podcast at any stage?
3: No. No. I think like a wandering thought where it's like, is this what I'm going to do forever? But it was never, it's never been an option to quit. I think once we got the ball rolling, um, Dylan and I are quite like-minded and we have like a common goal. And I guess that goal is to do what we love, which is creating content, making people happy um, and like, if we can do that for an extended period of time and make money off doing what we love. And it doesn't even have to be an incredible amount. Like at the moment we're both working part time and we're doing the podcast for the the other few days of the week. And we're we're like, it's been the happiest year of our lives. I think for Dylan's like, Dylan said he's 24 and he said his 24th year of his life has been great. He's loved pretty much every minute of it. So I've just entered my 24th year and I hope it's going to be um, fruitful like it has been for him, but um, yeah, no, it's been good.
1: What have you sort of learnt about, I guess the skill of podcasting and building an audience and some things, some advice maybe you can give to me about resonating with the audience and building that loyalty.
3: Yeah, I think um, it's just the more you do it, the better you get. It, it's as simple as that. Um, I guess we've been, really lucky with having the the time and resources to be able to just see each other once a week um, for the last four years which has been great it's just like a catch up with your mate um, and yeah I, I guess the interesting thing that you brought up with with listeners and building like a relationship with them is just being authentic truly authentic and um, if you're providing some value to them or value to people then they're going to come to you but there's a good quote from um, a comedian, Andrew Schultz, oh, he did a TED Talk, um, would have been maybe five or six years ago, and I've still got it saved in my phone because I'll go back to it every now and then. I love that. And um, oh, I'm not going to get it completely right, but <laughs> it, it's something along the lines of if you are your true authentic self, you don't need to gravitate to the world. The world will gravitate to you. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, I got goosebumps just <laughs> now. Oh six years. Man. It's, it's,
1: no, that's oh.
2: I love fucking. What growth, about? So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that. Like we, talk, uh, there's a lot of sp- spoken about authenticity yeah. and content creation, but you're talking and then you pull out a camera, yeah. and things change. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like over time that skill has developed, where like you can have these thoughts? I guess with your content style, there's not a, a lot of um like handheld camera stuff. Is it's a lot of your clips from the podcast. Where you feel like you're just in the middle of a conversation. Because we film a lot of content or getting to the space where it's a lot of like filming yourself and you have these amazing thoughts, amazing conversations, great dialogue. And then you put, and you spend five minutes trying to set up a camera and then it's gone. Yeah.
3: No, it can be like that. I think um, with the podcast, we just forget that it's there now. So, but, but, oh, actually. It was scary at first. You guys would know. <laughs> You've been Recent. doing. Jack's been doing a lot of TikTok stuff. <laughs> yeah. Been enjoying uh, it. Um, yeah, it's interesting. No, it, you know, it's good. It's, it's good. good. Are you enjoying it?
2: I enjoy it because it's a challenge. Like, obviously, no one's naturally gifted at yeah. creating content, but and you get better as you go. But yeah, I enjoy the challenge, and obviously, I do a few challenges.
3: Um, I can see you like from my end. I can see you breaking down barriers in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, th- I like. Yeah. Because really, you are like in the thing that you thought was cringy or like, yeah, you know, yeah. N- not great in your head. You're, you've you gone, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's actually not that bad. And you're actually helping people. Yeah. I'm well, sure there's people that watch your videos that are getting a, a very positive result out of it.
2: Yeah. That's the hope. Like it doesn't even matter about the views because it's helping me no matter what. Yep. Like I'm just putting stuff out there. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, well, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a
3: good one. I like saying that one too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's just plain and
3: simple. Like not everyone's going to like you. Exactly. So, um, as you've found, obviously. Yeah. But Back to your question, Egan, about um, the cameras and like being comfortable with them. Um, vlogging was just, we didn't like doing it at all. Um, and we've been pretty slack with that. We don't do many vlogs, but... You did
2: try Did you try it? Like, yeah, like
3: we, we've we done... Sydney vlog or something? Yeah, we did a Melbourne vlog. No vlog that yeah. one was good. That's one of my favourite videos. I do remember um, that. that. was a four-day trip to Melbourne to go on a podcast from the UK. And that was one of the best experiences of my life. Fucking um, And we had four days in Melbourne. Dill had never been before. It was my second time. And those four days were so good to us. And, like, it's weird. We have this, like, love for Melbourne as a city for how much love they showed us in that short period of time. Um, and yeah, we've logged that trip and it's one of my favorite videos to look back on because it's such a, that was imposter syndrome that, that time that we were in Melbourne because we went to um, a list cloggers event, which is Dylan Buckley oh, and Dan yeah. no, that, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, this. which yeah. was on Brownlow night and they were basically doing a Brownlow watch along. And um, we, we, We've been very good at creating contacts within the industry. I think that's a big thing for growing is networking and just like, you know, the more people you meet, the more people you talk to, the more you'll learn and the more you'll probably grow. So um, I guess this year has been really good for us um, in that regard, like the connections we've made and stuff. But yeah, back to this Melbourne trip. So we're in um, this Brownlow watch-along event and – Uh, A few of the people that I've talked to online in like a similar field um, were there. So there's a guy called Caden McDonald, there's Shetmates. Like these are guys we've talked to online but we've never met before. Yeah. So we're having a chat with them and then we went to the casino after this event and um, we're really interested in where the Brownlow after party was going to be. So we went for a walk through the casino and then – Caden McDonald and Shepmates do some work with Tom Mitchell. And Tom Mitchell walked past and took them into the Brownlow After Party. But they they had a lot of right to be there because they were doing content on the red carpet beforehand. But we were just there just to enjoy the night. It was our first night in Melbourne. Um, and then we'd walk past where the the Brownlow After Party was. And this girl yelled out to us. And she goes, "Oh, on Dylan. And we turn around. And it's a girl that we've never met before. And... Um, and she walks up to us and goes, oh, like I love your videos. I see them on TikTok. I listen to the podcast. And um, she said, oh, I work for the AFL. I've got two, two wristbands. Do you want to go in? And I'm just thinking this is really good. Um, and then she gave us the two wristbands. We went in. We just looked like two small Fords walking in there. <laughs> like there was two massive security guards, big men, like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, solid. And we were a little bit scared that they needed to check, like, I don't know, like your footy card or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think we just look like small Fords. and we walked in there, had a great night. Um, turns out Jack Steele listens to the podcast every now and then. And oh, I think I, yes, I, I yeah. do remember this. Yeah, that's and sick. That was a great night. And then we did a podcast with um, the fellas. It's Cal Freezy and um, the Burnt Chip in the UK. And like that was just a weird thing to do because I've been growing up like watching them. That, yeah. Yeah and the whole trip was just incredible. Um and I look back at that with fond memories. But yeah, I think we need to do more vlogs because I guess we get to watch those things back. Um but it's just about picking up the camera and doing it. Um and quite often I get stuck in this stuck in this frame of mind where I think oh like what I'm doing today is boring. No one wants to see it. Like, that you'd be surprised. Exactly, because people actually like seeing what we're doing. Yes. But in my head, it's just, oh, I'm going to the shops. No one will care.
2: Yeah, but because you've established, like, the podcast and yeah. sort of who, like, Jammo Lennon is, yeah, people are interested. Like, even though it yeah. could be so mundane. but Yeah,
3: and the person that's been the best at getting me to, to do that is my girlfriend, Grace. Yeah. So she does a lot of content on TikTok and Instagram, and she's very good at it, and she always says like you need to feel more you need to do more videos you need to do this mm-hmm. because she knows why people want to see it mm-hmm. and and like that there is interest because she watches a lot of um day in the life of so like a yeah. day in the li- yeah of girls that yeah. she watches and fashion people and stuff like that so um yeah i understand the value in it and i definitely want to get better at it um but in terms of just the camera for the podcast, like, I don't care it's there. Yeah. yeah. Although I've got a really red face right now, and <laughs> I really don't like that about myself.
2: <laughs> I remember you saying that in a podcast. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, but
3: that vulnerability, like, people love. Yeah.
2: It's it's sick. I'm, I yeah. appreciate you doing it right now, like, yeah. saying that. Because like, when you acknowledge something and don't hide away from it, I feel like it almost just calms the room and people can come from a place of understanding yeah and like it's
3: not calming my face because i'm my head's about to explode right <laughs> now like so it's just been ever since i was a kid i get these like red cheeks mm. and yeah. you know grace finds it cute my mum finds it cute i don't yeah <laughs> like, it's I actually on the topic of hate um when we did the podcast with um the fellas that gets seen by a lot of people. And I had a lot of messages about my red face in oh. that episode. I was oh, like, no. "Who's this tomato?" From here? <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> and like, I knew, like, when I'm sitting there, I could feel my face because I can feel my face getting hot. Oh. And like, and then I just go, "Damn!" And then like, I get embarrassed, so then my face goes even more red.
2: Yeah, it's like we stop, stop, stop.
3: Oh. Yeah, I know, And then it just gets worse and it piles on. And it's funny. I've talked about. Um, New Year's Eve this year, we're doing a live show in Melbourne, and like it's the most excited I've been for anything in a long time. But we've never done anything live before. As soon as I get in front of people, I'm going to get a red face, <laughs> right? And I actually, I, you know how people have um, something they want changed. You know, a lot of oh. people will get like plastic surgery to change <coughs> things. Like that's not an option for me. I've got what I've got. Yeah. I'm just do gonna. You
2: know, like, have you researched why it happens, or do you know why?
3: Um, I don't know. honestly. Not too sure, but it happens when I drink as well. Um, There's something that breaks down alcohol that some people don't have enough of, uh, and that's an issue. But, like, um, yeah, so I'm not going to get, like, plastic surgery or anything to fix it. I don't know if that's an option. But but there's actually these patches, not sponsored because they're not great, but um, you can get patches you put on your skin, and then when you drink, your face isn't supposed to go as red. And I remember... Um, I actually there's a tablet version as well, and I took a couple of these tablets before my missus twenty first and they worked for about an hour, mm. and then my face got red, but i didn't care. I was probably too drunk at that yeah, stage, yeah, but like yeah. then I tried them again a week later, and they didn't work and I was like,, forked well, out like forty bucks for that, and it doesn't <laughs> work but um no, shame it's a weird thing like the the red face because i can't control it. Yeah. it is just a part of me but I need to learn to like it or like learn to accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's something very small. I'm lucky that that's one of the only issues I have in my head at the moment <laughs> yeah. is, is my face yeah, colour.
2: But, um, but fuck, like that's your version, like your insecurity, I'd say. Yeah. But so everyone has something yeah. that they don't like. Like we've talked about. Mate, we ones.
3: could rattle them. I could rattle them off. Like oh, yeah. throughout my life, height was an issue. Like I was short. I know you were short. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Tell but, about but it. But like growing up, like through school, it's hard. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd get called... I remember there was a girl once, and I didn't even have a crush on her, but she was, like, pretty. And she said, "Um, oh, I'll date you if you were a bit taller. Oh, And I was like, yeah, well, cool. Stab in the heart. What do you want me to do? Grab some fucking 10-inch shoes or something. Have you right? seen those things on TikTok? <laughs> have you, uh,
2: they keep coming up, and you're like... I think it's...
3: Oh, yeah. You yeah, strap yeah. around your heel, and you yeah. get fucking
2: 20 inches. <laughs> yeah. I don't you know. You can get,
3: like, these 3-inch shoes and stuff. Yeah, um, so. But, no, like, growing up, height was, was an issue. I was very... I still am in certain situations very anxious and and shy in certain situations. Um, I get like stressed easy, overwhelmed. I'm a control freak. I like to edit um the podcast myself. Like, yeah. there's times where we've tried to give and, like give it to other people because like just to take a bit of stress off because I edit over the weekend, and um it just hasn't worked out because I want certain things out yeah. or certain things in and like. I don't know. My vision is different to others, and Correct. I guess I want to keep that um, slight like authenticity. Like exactly. I want I, to, I wanna, it. and like even we've had people offer to edit vlogs and other type of videos, but I'm always, um, I'm always saying, "Oh, I want it done like my way," mm. um, which can be seen in a different, like a couple of different ways. It can be seen as like, "Oh, you don't like change," or it can be seen as, like. You want it done your way to be authentic, like what you're yeah, saying.
2: it's like you're showing. Do you really want to give them the keys? Yeah, like, Misfit and mine's I'm pretty sure they they mm. still um, edit their videos. Like they do. They've got yeah. three of them, so it may be a bit easier. But um, yeah, I think they struggle to hand <laughs> the keys over because it's yeah. just you want your channel or whatever it is, you want it to look the way you want it to look. Yeah. And unfortunately, not everyone has that same vision. Yeah.
3: I remember we had someone edit um, a very short vlog for us once, and. I edited a version and he edited a version. And the way the video came across, although it was all the same footage, was so different. Yeah, wow. Power just by what you keep in or what you take out, um, when you cut shots, when you – like, there's just so much to it. Yeah. And um, you can you can definitely notice people's editing styles and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky um, just on editing. In primary school, we were given – laptops as part of like a school program in year four so i was editing and making like you know me kicking the footy in the backyard like best goal recreating goals and stuff i was making that an iMovie when i was really really young so i think i got a head start in that sense where i didn't have to learn as much um in regards to like video making and stuff and then that helped moving into the podcast world because i had like a general um understanding of, of what i was doing I can't even remember the first question. No, <laughs> That neither. just stemmed into so but much. Worse. I, I think we're talking about sometimes. insecurities. Yeah. yeah, it's a can of worms. Oh yeah, we're rattling them all off. Yeah, yeah. I, I could still go, but it's all right. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, what I was gonna just quickly like, it, uh, it's gonna take one second, but that just shows you human. Like, yeah. simple as that, it just shows you human. And people might look up to you, and that's fucking awesome. They put you on a pedestal, but at the end of the day, like, it's good that you show you're human too by saying these things, because yeah. some people would hide them away and like to stay on that pedestal above yeah. people.
3: I always get um, really awkward when someone comes up to me in public and put me on a pedestal or, or think that it's so shocking to see me live in the flesh.
2: <laughs> what is Jamma doing? And <laughs> out? then I
3: always just say, oh, I'm just a normal person. Yeah. I think I feel like it, it's all the same stuff. The only difference is that I've put myself on the internet for others to see. So there's a more chance, like there's more chance of you seeing me out there or like noticing me because I'm, I'm, out, like, I'm out there. I'm everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't like being put on a pedestal mm, at all I know. because I'm just talking into a microphone with a mate and quite often it's like shit dribble. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not great. What do you reckon would happen if everyone started posting like content out there? Like, like you guys, would yeah. you guys be big if everyone just posted, if everyone just posted content, like, and let's say the stuff we're doing, if everyone just was posting content, like vulnerable chats, like I wonder... What would happen?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I think there'd be people who have had like drug affected pasts or like gone to prison who would have way better stories than us, like because they've come back from from something. But um, what would happen?
2: It's it's. I think it would
3: come down to the production and how it's made. Yeah. Because everyone has a story, right? But it's it's how you tell that story. Yeah. yeah. Some people have the best stories and can't talk properly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's hard. It's we we
1: spoke about this recently because like. Eventually, or we're now getting a bit more selective about who to bring on.
3: Yeah, Ooh. yeah know, <laughs> <that's>, uh, my <laughs> heart got warmed. Congrats, just mate! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: because it's like I'm starting to think. Like the first year, this because this is seven days away from being a year of my first podcast. Congrats! Thanks. Congratulations. The first year was a test, not not testing ground, but uh, sort of finding my voice. Yep. Fi- um, and I guess sort of. Building my process and building the system, so now every guest I get, it's just like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So it's really systemized.
3: I've been impressed with the preparedness and the <laughs> the questions. It's been good so far. <laughs> um.
1: So I've got my system. Yeah. And now it's sort of like, okay, 2024. Like this is when we start to the guests are going to make the show grow. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I feel like, as much as I've had some really good guests, but it's more been about developing the skill because mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff the conversations I have and the sort of niche we're going into is vulnerable conversations yeah and it's hard to just like sit down and talk and get people to spill out their insecurities and in their story so I feel like the first year has just been really finding a voice but what I mean by more selective is that everyone has a story but not everyone can share it mm-hmm. and and speak like like when I had Louis here like incredible but that's because like he's been developing that skill yeah. of talking and even you very good but it's like developing that skill over a long period of time and i think that's why a lot of people are not good at articulating their emotions and being vulnerable because they don't practice the skill of having like conversations yeah. for a long periods of times with mates like like you sit down and do yeah for sure Ooh.
2: yeah I had three people come up to me on the weekend and mm-hmm. they're saying like because it's funny we we're reflecting like, you know obviously when egan first started this show <coughs> this podcast like people were bound to talk shit because like oh what Egan Brooks creating a podcast like and your first few guests were his friends and like like don't have a big social presence I, I'd say um and then now like hard people because Egan doesn't go out much so I have to <laughs> I have to carry the load <laughs> 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 um but yeah I had, I had three people on the weekend, like asking to come on and like yeah. they were telling me their stories like giving me hugs which is fucking awesome like don't get me wrong I love people when they come up to me and and they tell me these like Deep fucking stories, mm. but when they say like, "Oh, I'd be awesome on the podcast," I, I sort, I sort of tell them nicely that, like, everyone has a story. Some may be worse than others, but it's how you tell it. It's like, hard
3: telling it, people it, that too. Like,
2: mm. okay, not everyone can talk in front of a camera. Nah. Like, it's been a hard skill I've had yeah. to learn. Egan's had to learn, and yourself. But um, people don't realize that they think they can. They think they just like spawn here yeah. and they'll just fucking blurt out the story, but there's a lot more to it. And um, I don't know. I think that's what people sometimes have to understand. A lot goes into it, not just
3: telling the yeah. story. Yeah, And like what you were saying about process and finding what works for you um, and just what works in general is like, we had the same thing where the first, I don't know, 50 episodes, it was just thinking of things that had happened throughout the week or, um, finding stories that would be funny to talk about, but now we've got segments. So it's like, mm. we've got a bit of structure to the podcast where we feel comfortable just going in every week and knowing that we have all bases covered. Um, and I think one thing that the biggest question I get asked from people who are interested in what we do is how do you think of things to talk about every week? Mm. Um, especially going through, we just recorded two two eleven of the podcast, 211. So Congrats. thank you. Um, it's been a long journey but thinking of things hasn't been that difficult because we always find a way around it so for example if there's a week where we don't have as much that we personally want to talk about we'll lean on the people and hopefully that they'll have confessions or court cases or things that they want to um bring to the show and it's not always like confessions and court cases sometimes there's just stories in their life that they that want to be told and we can give them the platform to do that like um we're very big on voice messages. Like we've had a lot of those sent in and some of the best stories of the show have come from that. Um, But yeah, thinking of things to think about, um, it kind of gets helped when you figure out the process. So like you've got these questions and, and ways to, to make people open up and be more vulnerable. That's why you guys gave me eight drinks before we started. (laughs) 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 Um, But in all seriousness, I love what you guys are doing at the moment good
1: yeah i feel like the thing that inspires me when i see like podcasts like yours that have gone for a long time is just like i don't know whether it's hope but seeing like being realizing that it's not going to be an instant thing yeah um i feel like there's a little bit of beauty in that like not just being given it straight away mm-hmm. like not just being giving given a hundred thousand followers like almost having to earn it and learning the process and i don't know I've, I've, i find it really fun i guess if you're not doing podcasting for the fun of it, like... And why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. Okay. Um, talk us through those segments of your show because I reckon that's a sick part. But I feel like the thing is with your style, like we are, I have a lot of interviews and like, which is where I'm interested because I want to introduce a few segments, but it's like I'm finding it awkward to what to put them in because um, I had favourite quotes at the end for like five episodes. I used to do it a segment on the show, but it was probably my ego speaking where I had guests come on. No, that uh, was different. (laughs) That was, I probably should have kept running with that, but, um, I'll tell you that in a sec, but where I had people come on and ask me a question at the end of the show, like it was bring a question to ask me, but then it just got a bit like, Oh, I couldn't, it's a bit awkward having to, because almost getting someone to go out of their way to come on. Yeah. And like being like, Oh, come up with a question for me. I was a bit like, uh. um, and then I used to have my pop ask come up with a question. So I was like stop for pop yeah, for a bit. That was very authentic. But then I started, I don't know, I just lost the process. Pop pros. ran out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> he popped, he popped up. Um, yeah. But t- talk us through those segments.
3: Yeah. So at the moment, um, oh, we've had so many come and go. That's the thing. Um, <laughs> and the ones that have stuck are confessions. So people will confess something that they've done, whether it be – innocent or like really bad or, or funny um and we love elaborating on the confessions and sometimes we build up our own stories on the spot of, of what these people have said to like you know make it maybe a little bit more funny or, or whatever the case may be but confessions has been good court cases is similar but we actually have to decide um if they're guilty or not in whatever's happened so this can often be like a relationship breakdown or a friendship issue um, and then we have to decide who's in the wrong. Mm. Um, I love that.
2: Did anything? Because I listened to this podcast when. Uh, who stole the court case? Uh, uh, is a radio? Was it a radio station, or was it another yeah, podcast?
3: Oh, there's been so many things stolen over the years. Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, it's I've, a, it's a deep rabbit hole, like we did skits at like we actually did skits on youtube and that was something that we weren't very good at and it wasn't (laughs) very didn't come natural to us either but um we had a skit that i won't name names i'll tell you after yeah but um we had a skit and then we posted it it did quite well on tiktok one of the only ones that did well on tiktok (laughs) because the other ones were were rubbish but they did well and then two i think it was three days later um A bigger creator took the exact same idea with the exact same dialogue, (laughs) and and put it out, and it did really really well. That's because that's what they do. Like,
2: they see something go well that's from someone that's a little bit less, like actually happened to Egan. Yeah, and then they can take it and just make it even bigger because they've already got the
3: platform. Yeah, Mm. for sure. Um, What was the question again, sorry? The segments. The segments. Yes. So, (laughs) um, oh, what are some other ones we had? early days this was very authentic but it was raw this we probably wouldn't run with it now but we had milf of the week oh yeah (laughs) I, i remember this so we had like um like men and women or boys and girls send in photos of their mums with consent like the mum had to say it's all good um and then we would there'd be like let's say this. um Three hot mums and then we'd pick the, the most attractive in our eyes. Yeah. That's actually like kind of where Who's Punching started mm, in a yeah. way. But um no, it, it's such a small part of what we do. Like Who's Punching actually isn't the podcast. That's yeah, a separate thing. I
1: was listening to a podcast today and it's yeah. sort of sort of a little thing you can add on to your segment. It's like if you have to do a who's punching, there's like a few layers to it where it's like like who you think's the most attractive. Yeah. And then there's like another layer which is like um I think it was like, you have to, The think the third line is like, you have to predict what everyone else is going to think, that who's going to be hotter. Yeah, okay. Um. I forgot what got it Who's got the better personality?
3: <laughs> we thought of doing those things. People have sent in their friend groups and said, can you just, can you like oh, almost roast the friend group and say what that guy is in the friend group? Oh, oh, yeah. This dude's the leader. This guy's the guy that gets that's bullied actually, in the friend group. That's Stuff actually like a good that. segment. And fuck, the boys would love that. They would But I feel like that one um, Like we've thought about it And there was just too many um, Like imagine trying to gain consent From ten blokes in a friend group Like you don't want to come into an issue Where you've put it out And then people go No I didn't want this out there Take it down And then like a lot of people This is another thing with who's punching That people And I completely understand it But like people need to get better At understanding Not better that's not the right way of saying it. Um, basically, when people come to us with their who's punching and they fill it all out and they're all happy, and then it goes out there and people are saying things that they don't agree with, it affects them a lot. So, someone will, um, like, they don't understand what the video or how the video will affect them once it's out there. And once they see, sometimes. If I know that um, we've roasted them a bit, I'll email them before it goes out and I'll say, hey, we had a little bit of fun with this one. Um, maybe not read the comments or like <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, a bit of pre warning. Yeah. Uh, and what other segments have we had? Off the top of my head, I can't think of them. But um, the first like 15, 20 minutes of the podcast is always us like having a chat, talking about our weeks, what's been going on. Lately, we've been talking about one of our best mates, Josh Rognetta. Shout out to him, Joshie. <laughs> um, Josh Rog. He. It's funny. Like we take the piss out of him on the podcast. We call him like a little weasel and like <laughs> weasel his way into things. And um, but no, he's a great bloke. And he just doesn't want to be, like he's our best mate. We've always wanted him to come on the show because there's so many funny stories we could tell. But he is always reluctant to do it. Mm. Um, Have you asked him what? Yeah, so he is starting to become a physio and he doesn't want it to affect him at all. Yeah. Because he sees us as bad people. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible, terrible Um, people. But no, it's funny. We always give little insights into his life on the show and he's become this mysterious, mystical creature that people will never be able to get their hands on. Yeah. No, he's a character in the show. Yeah, but it's been like a funny journey because like I remember once we pranked him and we called him while he was at work and we just pretended like... We weren't recording, but we were. And like we put on the show and he actually reacted quite well to it. There was no consent there and I don't advise anyone do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he took it well.
1: What's it been like, I guess, have you thought about the next phase with like, because I feel like with social media, it's like the perfect testing ground. So if you're looking for future growth, like you can keep, you know, trying new things while maintaining almost the things that have
3: held you in good stead. Yeah, for sure. I think the next phase is something we think about a lot. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Misfit Minds, like they made the move over east and it's been really beneficial for them. Yeah. Um, like We've thought about moving a lot. Um, we haven't done it yet. It's also harder. We're both in like long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. So you, you, there's four moving parts rather than two. So that's another obstacle. But um, yeah, I guess the next phase is something it's a mystery really like we know roughly what we want to do in terms of like we're planning a europe trip at the moment and we want to film a lot of vlogs over there because mm-hmm. we know people like that and with the contacts we made in the past couple of years we've got guests overseas that we can get on um which is kind of special because like it's mm-hmm. going on across the other side of the world yep. and you can still you can still do like what you want to do like that's the beauty of podcasting you can do it wherever whenever with whoever
2: Something you guys have actually been really good at, um, by li- when I'm listening to the show yeah. is the manifestation. Like mm-hmm. you all, you guys are so always um backing up that, you know, one day this is gonna be the job, this is gonna yeah. be the full time thing, which is really important because it's the self taught people think it's stupid and I understand where they're coming from. I was but that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But just the positive reinforcement that this is gonna be something. Obviously you need to put plans in place yeah. to, um for things to happen. Yeah. But just the fact that you guys say these positive things it's going to be something like i think that goes a long way
3: yeah we believe it so strongly like we like the the self-belief we have it can waver it can go up and down like in like a drought or something (laughs) um but in general like our self-belief is really high and we we genuinely believe that we can do the things we like set out to achieve um which is pretty special and it it took a while to get to that stage because at first it was just like a it was just a dream. It was yeah. just like, mm. imagine like I was saying to deal the other day, cause we're coming to the end of the year, everyone gets reflective and they're mm. thinking about what they've achieved and stuff. And we went through what happened during this year and even the year before. And I was saying to him, like if we had have told ourselves this a few years ago, we'd be shocked. Like oh, yeah. f- with some of the people that we've met, some of the guests that we've had on, like some of these things have just like blown our mind. And if you tell 15 year old ask this like i would be so happy with where we are now and i I think that's something that i need to remember is not to get caught up in everything we're doing and take a moment to reflect and be present um and enjoy the like enjoy the journey rather than just thinking about the destination the whole time so cliche but it It could not be more true yeah yeah. the
1: destination is the journey yeah
2: that's cool (laughs) reverse
1: it (laughs) it is because every time like you're thinking of that future point, yeah. But by the time you, when you get to that full time thing, eventually, like then you're going to be thinking further ahead with that mindset. Yeah, like,
3: what is that future point? That, because it you get never there. ends, exactly. Because yeah. you, always, everyone, always wants more. Not everyone, but most people.
2: The pe- yeah, I saw a good thing actually is like the people that enjoy doing
3: the thing. So let's say podcasting. The yeah. people
2: that enjoy doing the podcast are going to go further than the people that want to make money off a podcast. The yeah.
1: walking quote.
2: Like,
1: what's the is it the running one where it's like, oh
2: yeah no that's the one it was <laughs> yeah. that's the one it was yeah yeah what, it,
1: what is it uh, come fuck. on go
2: <sighs> people that enjoy wa- it's pretty much people that enjoy walking will walk further than the people that enjoy the destination or that wanna yeah, get yeah, to the destination yeah. because they will just keep
3: walking because they enjoy yeah. it it's
2: pretty much just, you enjoy the process the podcasting it's the consistency
3: it's consistency you keep walking yeah and like every step is a week. Yeah, yeah, the podcast or a video, like you just keep going, like you said, you go further as long as
2: you're walking forwards.
1: It's because it's. I reckon the reason you might find it hard is because you just look for acute changes, like, and the reason you're proud when you reflect back is because you're looking at like this timeline, you know, fifteen, sixteen year old versus now. Like that's a long period of time. That's like an accumulation of so many acute changes. Yeah, but you wake up tomorrow, you're thinking about the growth from yesterday.
2: It's so it's, hard like to cool. see.
1: Yeah. so it's like taking one moment you know i don't know daily weekly to yeah. be able to do that because then you're continually enjoying the journey because you're not pressuring yourself mm. to get to some imaginary destination that actually is invisible because it just keeps going further and further
3: yeah. <laughs> being grateful that's something that i'm trying to get better at as well um like just when you were touching on that like there's not much change from one day to the other but like yeah, ju- I guess just being more grateful for the position we're in and like what we've done so far. But then I'm also full steam ahead to the future mm. as well. No, like
2: that's the balance that you need to have. Exactly. Yeah. Cuz you need to have the you need to be delusional and all that sort of stuff to yeah. to want to go higher and that I don't guess that motivates you to do that sort of stuff. But then you also need to have the gratitude to be like okay, mm. like where we are right now is fucking good.
3: Delusion's like, scary too. Because if you look at some of the the biggest names in the world, or some of like the the richest people in the world, and who, who would you like compare
2: yourself that are you know like way above you in terms of following and stuff like that? Mm.
3: Or you? I'm unlike all others, mate. No, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. No, um, oh, I guess back to Dylan Buckley, I look up to him as like the next stepping stone. Like he's doing so well, and he's um he's got like a production studio where he has like a full team now. So I guess expanding into like a business, like we are a business now, but, um, yeah, moving into the business, uh, business, stand on business. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Moving into that, like, um, realm is going to be a completely new and scary thing for us. Like having to employ people in the future, like we've kind of gotten to the stage now where we know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, um, Prepare, yeah, it is exciting. It's just knowing people that can guide us through that. Um, because if we went in with no idea at all, I like we could still do it because I'd learn, like we'd figure out a way. But it's it's better when you have a bit of help.
1: Mm. That's definitely the hardest thing is being grateful for where you are mm-hmm. and being fully motivated. I feel like people it's it's not mutually exclusive. Like it's not one or the other. Yeah. I think people get caught in the mindset where it's like, I'm oh, either or if, if I don't if I'm not if I'm like appreciating where I am, like I'm I'm fixed, it's still you can still be grateful and like have these positive delusions of where you want to get to. Yeah, for sure. It's just a few practices you have to put in place to be consistent with it. Yeah. Random one, but I was listening to a podcast this morning and I'm the word Riz, where do you boys where do you boys think that comes from?
3: I, honestly I've no idea where it comes from. But I, I was having this chat with a couple of people at work the other day and they're a few years younger than me. I'd say they're maybe 19, right? And they use this word all the time. I reckon in the ho- – apparently it was um, the number one word. Uh, uh, Ox- Oxford Dictionary or something, yeah, um, picks like word of the year. Yeah, yeah. And it won word of the year for 2023, right? <laughs> That's and, well we're going. And when I heard that, I said to these, these people at work, I reckon I've used that word twice this year. And, and they're not like, and they were reluctantly said as well. Like I said Riz and I didn't want to say it. <laughs> there's three. It's a bit like Slay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one well, too. Yeah.
1: I think it helps. As I was listening to this podcast about how like these memes and stuff, they help spread ideas. Like, yeah. so let's say the word like Ick, for example, like it helps like normalise a deep conversation about like red flags or something like that. True. So the word Riz, like, it actually Any guesses where it, The word it comes from Oh fuck You're going to be like You're, you're right? going to be like Charisma
2: oh. <laughs> Holy fuck And now I like
1: it <laughs> <laughs> How good is that I heard holy that And I'm like Because that's what it is Essentially it Like is, yeah, yeah. how to impress girls But it's yeah, like Charisma Charisma I was like Holy fuck
3: I'm just going to use charisma now Because it's a, like A cool elegant I'm word. a gentleman <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> an elegant <laughs> word Isn't it
4: It
3: is That's Wow I like that. That's it. You learn something it's new weird how read. I, like I can really like charisma, but I really dislike Riz. Yeah. I, th- I think it's just because of the, the amount of times and the context it's been used yeah. in this year. Yeah. It's
2: funny. My, my mate's indoor cricket team is called the Rizley bears. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Krizzley bears.
2: Oh, fuck. I actually have a quick question. Yeah. Something you put up on my story this morning. I don't know if you saw, but I was saying like, I struggle to, feel proud of myself like if i do an achievement or just in even, even
3: in growth like how, how does that sit with you i did say this this morning yeah. and i was thinking about it today um getting better at it yeah, yeah it, it's not something that i think everyone um just is gifted with mm. i think it's something that you need to learn it's like a skill being proud of yourself for is it because it's sort something. of like a negative connotation when you put it out there like, pe- like, Arr- like people
1: say, think you're
3: arrogant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
2: Like you say, like I'm fucking proud of myself for number one
3: podcast this year, yeah. or whatever it might be. And people are like, oh. Okay. I, I agree with what you're saying. With Like sometimes when I'm talking about the podcast, I don't want to come across as arrogant so I won't say anything at all. Mm. So, like, it's pe- such a shame. People that I work with at work, um, like I'm working only two days a week at the moment and they're working full time. And most of them are disliking it. Like it's not a great place to be at the moment. Yeah. And when I leave after two days, I feel proud of myself because, like Dylan and I, have got ourselves into a position where that that's like a, yeah. a reality where mm-hmm. I don't have to work full time. Like, and I'm really proud um, that that we've that, that we've gotten to a stage where where that's a reality. But then whenever I um, whenever i have conversations with people about it i feel guilty oh. because they're stuck at work while i'm living the dream yeah. you know what i mean um Fuck. No, it's a weird one I, I even when people ask me what do you do mm. and i don't say that i'm doing a full-time job they look at me different oh they would 100% it, it, they go oh you're talking to a microphone especially older people who don't understand <laughs> like we've got a lot of family members who are a bit older and like they understand now but when I um, initially had to talk to them about like what I do, when I explained it, it just went in one ear out the other and I had to say, it's basically radio but for young people. (laughs) That's a good explanation actually. Uh, But the thing that I love about podcasting and how much content there is out there now, and trust me there's so many negatives with with, um, social media but one of the big positives is that you can pick exactly what you want to listen to whereas the radio is very selective and like you're forced to listen to that. I know you have a few different stations, but it's quite often the same songs that are getting pushed. Yeah. Um but yeah, just I there's nothing more. There's probably a few more things, but th- this is a high thing that I enjoy doing. Um I really enjoy listening to podcasts that make me feel comfortable or at ease. So for example, when I'm driving in the car, I love listening to English men Speak about The Premier League Like I just love Listening to that And and quite often They're arguing But I find comfort in it It's weird yeah. I enjoy my car rides Because I get to listen To these podcasts Everyone's it's, got different It's way comfort. better than the music though like, Yeah
2: And I've, that's something I've obviously had to yeah to Work on But fuck Listen to people talk There's just something about it There is something yeah, You about do feel it. like you're there
3: Yeah I think that's another reason Why I think um, Our podcast has done so well Is that for example, I got a message this morning and this guy said, um, I really appreciate what you do with the podcast. It feels like I have brothers now. Yeah, wow. So like it feels like he's sitting around the table with Just friends a chance, or a yeah. brother. Mm. Um, that can actually be scary as well. It's a double-edged sword because sometimes people meet you in public and think they know you. It's it really, really, really well And they do Because they've listened to hundreds of hours Yeah But it's scary when they know More about my life Than I can remember Yeah
2: like, yeah. I'm sure you'd have Fucking episode 33 When you were talking about Just this, yeah, this and this and you're yeah, a There was this
3: one guy we met At um, OBH Maybe two years ago, right And really nice guy And he just said Oh, like 27 episodes Like 27 episodes ago You said this about this And I was like mate I honestly can't remember saying that. <laughs> That's half a year ago. It yeah it wasn't even bad like it wasn't a bad thing it mm. was just like a funny story or something but the the memory that some of these people have mm. and like um like at the end of the day they're listening to so much about us they're like so many hours and minutes of our lives um and our insecurities as well <laughs> like that sometimes they catch me off guard with how much they know um and it, it can be scary but it's something that um I've learned over the years also, like, with people coming up, that's another thing, another skill that we've had to learn is yeah. how to interact with these people. Um, and at first we were all, like, giddy and it was, like, such an exciting thing because it, it, it's, like,
2: oh, yeah, it's a rare yeah.
3: thing. Like, you're not used to it. You didn't recognise, like... Mate, people in my year didn't know me in school. Like, <laughs> like, like I was a really shy and reserved yeah. kid, so the people that I'd hang around with knew me. No one else probably even knew what my voice was. Um uh, that maybe that was another reason, subconsciously, why I wanted to do the podcast. Because mm. in high school, I wasn't recognised as much. You never know. Ah, it gets quite deep. Speaks yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Doesn't speak to me. <laughs> I <Yeah>. was chatterbox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interested. Like you find it hard to be proud sometimes, but yeah. like no, you you feel proud, but then you tell your achievements to other people, yeah. and then it feels like you're almost taking the spotlight like off roasting, them. Boasting. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. an interesting, like, double-edged sword. It's, like, you shouldn't have to, I don't know, like, it's hard because, like, you should be able to feel that self-love yeah. for what you're doing and not feel ever guilty about it. But it's hard because I definitely resonate with that in certain situations.
2: It's, it's, it's more on them, though, because at the end of the day, it depends who you're talking to, but, like, if they're yeah. your mate and they're thinking this or they're telling you this, like, they should also be proud of you. Yeah, so for sure
1: (coughs) i feel like um when i spoke to louis he said like him and prime and stuff when they lived together they they didn't they trusted everyone so much and like you said you forget heaps of things you say and they said they had to learn to almost have a guard up and they couldn't trust everyone because they sent a lot of their addresses out Mm. and like their house got egged a lot like there was a lot of invasion of privacy so they almost had to learn you know like you can't just Be fully trusting with these strangers because they know so much about you, and they think that you're almost friends, Mm. but you don't even know them.
3: Yeah, it's such a it's a really really strange dynamic. And like I was saying really early on in the episode about, um, like some of the social media and like receiving hate, um, like it's not normal for a human. Like it's because it's in such a new way that hasn't been Mm. explored. It's the same with everyone knowing everything about you, but you've never met them before. Like that wasn't even a possibility 50 years ago, 20 years ago. So I think it's such a powerful tool, podcasting, with the fact that you can tell your story and have so many people um, listening to it and taking it in. But it's also that double-edged sword where people you might let people in too easily. But I think I'm past that now. I'm just like, oh, I've said what I've said. Like, I'm really open with everyone. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like I was saying before about um, people coming up to us in public, um, at first it was really fun and exciting, and it still is, but sometimes people go about it in the wrong way. And, like, because they feel like they know us, they'll just touch us. Yeah. People will grab you. It's probably what I did. <laughs> no, no, you, no, because it was lucky when we first met you. I think it was at Pineapple.
2: Nah, no, no, was no it was before j- that. It was before that. It Sorry. was at um, Cargo.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, is that event even on anymore? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I met you at Cargo.
2: Were the other boys there? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Dill Buckley was there. Dill Buckley. Yeah, yeah and Evan. Yeah. And then, like, it was just all a massive fucking kerfuffle. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. fucking like, seven we were there. I was like,
3: come meet him. Yeah, okay, that was it. And yeah. then I remember meeting you at Pineapple. Pineapple again, yeah. And then I've probably seen you three or four times since. Yeah. 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 First time meeting you, Egan. Lovely yeah. man. Very handsome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But 100% people, I know you've already said it, but people do think, like, they're friends and they can sort of do it. Like, they treat you yeah. like your friends. So they'll touch you. They They feel like they can say whatever. Yeah. Um, like because they're a a stranger to you like even though words shouldn't hurt like they could say something that is hurtful i guess like they could talk about your red cheeks and you compare that to when your mate says it like taking the piss out of you 50 times he's done it or whatever compared to a first person meeting you and it's like oh okay mate like we're not we're not mates here like
3: i've got a great example of this so on my birthday last week um dill puts a post out we both do it Uh, we put a post out on Jammo and Dylan on Instagram and it basically says send wishes to so-and-so it's their birthday, right? I get 90% really good messages. And then there was a few that were like, happy birthday, champ, happy birthday, this happy birthday, that. And like some of them are nice, but what happened was a few weeks ago on the podcast, we were talking about um, like demeaning ways to like greet someone. Like, you know, Champ, what are the other ones like? Um, Sport, yeah, junior,
1: sports, junior, bud, buddy,
3: squeak. <laughs> like, you're just rattling them off. <laughs> that was good. Like I, I went blank. <laughs> yeah, but I went blank. Um, I remember I said in a podcast maybe a month ago how much I dislike people using those words, and it wasn't a personal thing like where people have used it to me. I was just saying in general, like when I hear it, I don't like it yeah, because it is a little bit negative. Um. And then everyone, well, not everyone. Like ten percent of the messages I got were people using those words in like a joking way. Yeah, didn't reply to them though. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. <laughs> Where
1: do you think the podcasting space is going to go in the next five, ten years? Bec- with this short attention spans, yeah, is yeah. it is it going to go down, or is that is this the way out
3: for content? Maybe it's such a such an interesting topic. I could talk about this for hours because I'm so strong on the attention span has just decreased so much because of Instagram reels and TikTok and stuff like that. So, like, growing a podcast now is quite hard. Mm. Like, even we found it difficult in the past year to get our numbers up, although our social media accounts have been going up. Our TikTok... Sorry, sorry, our podcast listeners and stuff haven't increased much. It's been good. Like, they've stuck around, which is great, but they haven't increased like we wanted them to. So, I don't know. I think everyone within the space is just going to have to adapt and evolve and like like their content might not necessarily have to change but the way it's delivered will have to keep up with the times because it's such a fast moving um industry and i think i think short short form content will probably stick around for a while because i think it's easy for the brain to take in short pieces of content but i also think like if you're scrolling through tiktok for hours it's so unhealthy
4: yeah
3: and you're you're taking in too much information for our little little brains to comprehend like um so i think it still has a a big place like podcasting that is um in our world i just don't know what it's going to look like in 10 years i think it'll still be around and be doing well but um to grow on it i'm not sure it's going to be a journey we're gonna have to walk together yeah
1: the thing i love about podcasting that I'm trying to do is like I'm trying to create conversations that people can listen into and and almost feel like they're a part of it without having them because it's so hard for people to have deeper conversations and there's so much gold that has come from already from people, from having deep chats that people don't get access to and it changes their lives so much better from these insights and perspectives, from their own personal experiences. Like people shouldn't have to you're not going to get that from a 10 second tiktok people think people get motivated from like an inspirational tiktok i mean jack jack loves inspirational <laughs> tiktoks and instagrams but we need to take more action and i feel like when you get into listening to the podcast space when i listen to a lot of longer form podcasts i feel like i learn i feel like i get a lot more value out of it like actionable value because it's like an an hour plus content and there's so much being said and I feel like it's enough to to almost take action from that you, you watch the 30 second thing and it's like what what do I do with that it's just getting
2: people to understand that though because yeah. at like tiktok's great at getting people into into your page and then they've got to obviously find the spotify or mm. apple or whatever and then you got to get them listening because mm. like obviously you know like you're you're providing value jamo knows he's providing value but it's getting them to know that you're providing value because yeah. They're Fucking I've seen it People are so happy Just scrolling TikTok Instagram Whatever it is And That can That can be where they So uh, That's where they can um Find their pleasure I guess mm. I Obviously Like These are two completely different podcasts So it's Hard to Completely compare but um, I guess With comedy There is quite a bit of comedy out there But no one's like Jamo and Dylan.
3: Yeah. I think that's another thing is because we're so uniquely ourselves and the way we bounce off each other is almost seamless. Like it feels so natural to us. So I think other people um, like feel that mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, when Jamo and Dylan are together, it'll be a good time or like it'll be an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, sorry. That just threw me. That yeah. Noise. No, no. <laughs> Uh, it's study. the attention span boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that, you got me back on on track now. Um, yeah, no, so I think what you were saying about long-form content providing you with more value, I completely agree b- because you get to soak it in more. Mm. Just think of it like you're playing like water, okay, you water fight with a water gun, yeah. right? You're getting shot in the face with the water gun and it's just a quick like little slap. Whereas if you're in... The pool or the ocean, you're soaking it all in. <laughs> nice right? analogy. I like, it. I like it. I don't like the analogy. Now that I've thought of it, it's like, a bit <laughs> nah, shit. <laughs> it's, it's decent. It's pretty good.
2: I'll give it a uh, B minus. <laughs> uh,
1: what um What are your girlfriend and Dylan's girlfriend's thoughts on the podcast?
3: Um I think they enjoy it. I think Grace listens to it. Pretty much every week. She said she enjoys it when she misses me. Like, if we haven't seen each other for a couple of days, she'll put it on and she oh. likes listening to it because it makes her feel comfortable. Yeah, um good. And she does find some comedic value in, <laughs> it, in, in some of the things. that My boyfriend's Do you feel funny. like
1: you're a l- like how you operate in the podcast is a lot different to how you interact with your girlfriend then? Because like, you say you are being yourself, but yeah, you're yeah. with your, your best oh, mate. F- that's so Oh, funny.
3: like, I think... People are kidding themselves if they think that, um, like, you don't... When the cameras come on, you pop yourself up by 20%. Like, you, it's not a completely different persona. It's just you are more on. Yeah. Whereas when I'm with her, I'm more relaxed and, like, calm. And I don't feel like I have to make people laugh. Yeah. Not that I do now. But, like, when the cameras are on, you want to provide some... Ooh, I guess yeah. in our case, like, entertainment comedy value. And we're not comedians. That's the thing. Like, people quite often say you can't roast people or make fun of them if you're not a stand-up comedian <laughs> <laughs> but but quite often i yeah. think a lot of the funniest people aren't stand-up comedians yeah like you might meet someone like you might have like a really good friend who you find really really funny yeah, yeah. and he's funnier than any stand-up comedian you've ever seen it's a, just a different type of humor and i think that like i'm very very i feel strongly and i guess the foundation of the podcast was kind of built on the ideology that you can have a laugh and make fun of anything. Um And obviously, like, are there many barriers to that? Not really. I think it's just the way that people react to certain things. Like, for example, there might be a joke about a certain subject and it affects them. It's not for you. You can move on. But there might be millions of people who find it hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Um, And I think when I was going through that hard time, it was probably a bit over a year that I was struggling. It was maybe the first year of the podcast, roughly around then. I had um, knee surgery and I was bedridden and I just wasn't happy because I couldn't go out and do things. My mates were going out. My girlfriend at the time was going out and I was just like, I've had enough. Like, it's just rubbish. That's when the podcast started. That wasn't the reason for it, but it just happened to fall in line with that. And the thing that helped me most during that time when I was at, like, my my, my, oh, fuck, my most down was having a laugh. I was watching Ricky Gervais. I was listening to Carl Barron. Like, just all these stand-up comedians. Or I was watching The Office US. I was watching all these different, like, shows that made me feel good. And I guess that got me through. And I was never... Uh, at no stage during this time was I suicidal, which I'm grateful for. Like, I never got into a way where I thought that, like, life wasn't worth living. I've always thought that there's, like, life has to be lived. Yeah. Um, And I get that there's plenty of people who don't see it that way. Um, People struggle to, uh,
2: not phases, but, like, the different degrees and levels yeah. there are to it. Like, you can be depressed and not suicidal, but yeah. people just think, like... If you're depressed Like it's a massive The
3: connotations of It's a
1: massive yeah. yeah yeah,
3: And and people sometimes Like don't understand That you can be depressed Without actually knowing Like yeah. you can actually figure out A bit later on You're like Gee I haven't been normal For a long time Maybe because it's Because you think that's normal And then <laughs> you get out of that normal that's And you're
1: like It's exactly like you said Yeah Like you didn't realise Until further on Like what sort of low you're in Yeah I think that happens a lot
2: That is
1: Sure.
2: Good point, Gemma.
3: Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> I was on. Wait, like, what we were talking about? Sorry, my brain's all over the place. Nah, it's a few um, can of worms being opened. Yeah, so we were going on about. Like, I was struggling. That got me through. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Cool. i was <laughs> <laughs> no, just making sure because sometimes, like you know how your brain works, a million miles an oh. hour, and then you articulate your words, maybe not in the best way, because I was. Rambling through there, but um, you you get what you you want to say out, but then there's still a little bit there that you know's oh, good, that yeah. you, you can't f- like find again,
1: and then yeah. Because miss, or you miss the timing ca- because it's, it ends up it's because it's a closed loop in that, yeah, in the brain. That's where I got to,
3: yeah. A few times today.
1: <laughs> right, what else we got, boys?
2: Oh, I had something. I have a funny one actually. All All right. Right. You can choose to leave this in the podcast or not. No, let's but, go. Um, Good, good mate of mine Cal Jammo uh, I told him Maybe like a month ago We were trying to get you on And he was like When when he comes on Make sure you tell him uh, You're going to have to have a cock off For the nickname Jamo."
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think you had me beat there as well. <laughs> And
2: he's about 6'5 No six he's, he's He's 6'7 six, 6'7 seven? Six, seven. Oh I've yeah. underdone he's him a <laughs> yeah, He's a big boy Yeah, big rock uh, But yeah um, That was just a little thing Yeah, yeah. no
3: that's fair It's funny because when I was growing up, mum and dad called me Jammy mm. My name's Jamison Lennon, right? So Jammy was my nickname. And I, I liked it, I guess. Like when you're growing up, like Jammy's a cute name. But mm. then as I grew older, it's not a very like masculine name. Yeah, It like, doesn't, uh, like I don't have to have a masculine name, but I would have preferred something like more like that. Mm. What happened was, this is a funny story for everyone that wants to make fun of me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, and people think that I'm very egotistical and self-centered but it was pure innocence so when i was seven years old i wanted a dog right uh dad wouldn't let me have a dog so i had to get the second best thing which apparently was a bird (laughs) i (laughs) don't i don't even like birds (laughs) but that's what i got right so (laughs) i got this bird it's a cockatiel um believe it or not still alive from 2007 till now still (laughs) alive Um, um And I've got a beautiful younger sister. She's 20. I'm 24. But I did want a brother as well because I just like blokes at school. There was that they they would always not boast, but they tell me stories about them like kicking the footy with their brother or going down the park with their brother. And I didn't have that. Like I had things that I did with my sister that I loved and I'll cherish forever and they were great. But I didn't have that dynamic where I could go and play sport with a brother. So, this bird comes along. Um, I liked it at first. I don't really like it much now. It's quite an uh, aggressive little <laughs> fucker. But um, no, so I got the bird and they go, what do you want to call it? So my nickname's Jammy and I wanted the brother to be similar to me. So I called it Jammo.
2: Jammy and Jammo. Jammy
3: and Jammo, the two best brothers. Like yeah, that's just what, like it, it. That's what it was. And I was innocent. I was seven. Like I never, not not once did I think about it in like a, I want it to be like me. Oh, you would have had no idea. <laughs> no idea, mate, seven. And then um, over the years, uh, like I was still jammy, 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 and then I played footy, right? So I got back into footy when I was about 13. I joined the Gosnells Hawks, rubbish team, but like they're my local team, right? Joined Gosnells and I go to the first training session and I thought that I would know no one there. My best mate from kindergarten and my other best mate from kindergarten were playing for this team. I never thought I'd see them again after kindy. But, like, they had the same faces. Even though from four years old to 13, they had the same faces. Oh, wow. Joined back, like, got along with them really well and then played footy with them. And in that first training session, the coach was calling me Jammo. So then that's where Jammo started. Just the footy boys, the more masculine. Like, that's what people view them as. That's where Jammo came. And then... I look like a dickhead when I have mates over because they go, what's the bird's name? Jammo. And that's what I'm called. Well, so That's <laughs>
2: Jammo and you're Jammo Junior. Well, yeah. <laughs> Technically. But, yeah. Uh, so love that. It's an interesting when was, story. When was the last time someone called you Jamison?
3: When I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Jamison Lennon, come nah, here. Mum, to be honest, it doesn't get said much. Um, some of my mates at work will call me it. Um, like, Jamison... Jammo. A lot of people call me Jamison and Jammo. Like, um, mm. like, I know, there's lots of ways to say it. Um, and, like, in my head, Jammo should be J-A-double-M-O. Yeah. But it's not. Like, that's just... Yeah, yeah. That's just how it is. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't get called Jamison much, mm. to be honest.
2: Oh, I've got mates that I literally... I don't even know their name sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm just like, fuck. Yeah.
3: I've literally forgotten. Especially at Footy Club. Yeah. Oh, Footy Club's massive. Yeah, they're renowned for that. Oh, I feel sorry for some of the people that get a really shit nickname, where it's come from a story or something. <laughs> but it, they're the best ones. No, the stories are cool, but like, I don't know. I've got a mate. Buckets. Okay. Buckets. Ha- ha- yeah. yeah. Okay, you were good. That was good No, for me. you give me some more. <laughs> um, J-Mac, you? Or do you get called Macca? Or? Oh, I've got heaps. <laughs> it's yeah. fucked. Yeah. Do you have any funny ones? <laughs> uh, crack. Yeah. Rabbit. Uh, it's because yeah. you're energetic.
2: Yeah. yeah. Fast. Yeah. yeah. Um. Probably some more that I can't think of right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Some ones that are just oh, Chinnangus Joe. Okay, that one's crazy. I can't. I don't know where that's coming from. Neither do I. <laughs> I think I just made up Myself I, can't, I honestly cannot remember What about you Egan Any nicknames
1: Uh Brooko Brooko yep. mode Yeah that's B- Brooksy yeah. nothing's Nothing out there Stay old ones Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I got called Brooko mode That's where it came from mm. Like someone randomly Called me that On this night out Um So yeah that's where The name comes from Yeah Which honestly In hindsight I'm thinking Fuck would have been Cool to come up With a sick name Yeah Um But I'm almost Just running with it now
3: that's no, good. Because you think, like, whatever name you come up with, it might be outdated in, in five years. You might go, oh, I don't like that name. But if it's your name, it's your name. Yeah. Like and Dylan, that can't really change. Yeah, I know. Oh, good. It's funny, before the episode, we'll get onto this now, yeah. before the episode, we were talking about um the Leavers song. Now, oh, yeah. This was a song that I wrote for Leavers, obviously, after school. I went um in 2017. And... This song, basically, like, I really enjoyed doing anything creative. So, like, I'd make heaps of songs. They'd never go out because I'm not very good vocally. But, like, it sounded pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and, anyway, I wrote this song. Like, I half wrote it, went away to Leavers, had a good time. And then the year after, Leavers was coming up again. And we're getting all the memories on Snapchat and on our phones and stuff of the time. And I was just reminiscing and I was thinking, God, it was a good, it was a fun time. So, I finished this song. And then um, I actually got Dylan to write the first verse of that song. It's actually my favourite verse of the song. It's the one he wrote. It's like, parties all day, raves at night, beach babes and the boys with the six-four height. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like I love that. That song means so much to me because it was just like a funny piss-take song. I got a mate from school who was into music who came over and helped me record it. Um, and then I wanted as many eyes on it as i could because i guess that's just like i wanted to be a youtuber i wanted to do that um do like content like that so i put this song out and then i put it in the waste discussion page now this is the first time you came across anything i did right yeah and i think there's like twenty
2: thousand students because people stay in it all these years and years and years and you try and get a
3: laugh on there because i was thinking how do i how do I get people to see it that are going to Leavers? Because I wanted it to be the theme song for going down to Dunsborough, right? And I won't say it is, but there's a lot of people that go now that listen to it on the way down there or while they're down there. We get so many cool videos um, sent to us. But, yeah, I just thought it would be a good idea to pop it in that page because it's so many people that will potentially be going. Um, And I wasn't allowed to. like, You're not supposed to be posting um, anything like that in there. Not that the song's, like, bad or anything, but, um, yeah, it actually, that night that I put it on the Waste Discussion page, it, it got a lot of views. It had maybe 3,000 lists, like, sorry, 3,000 YouTube views yeah, um, in one night, and Dylan and I were together, and I think it was, was it around, like, Halloween? No, it would have been closer to Leavers. Anyway, we, the, the song went out, and it did quite well, and... It's hard to get views on YouTube. So, like, mm. it was pretty special. Oh, and yeah. I remember we went to Macca's and we had a Macca's feed and we were like, yeah, this is awesome. We felt, like, famous. <laughs> <but> <laughs> and then um, Dylan's girlfriend, Carly's actually a year younger than us. And Dylan wanted to go to Leavers with her. <laughs> Obviously couldn't really do it, but yeah. he wanted someone to go to Tooleys with him. <laughs> so <laughs> I went along with him with a couple of our other mates. Where did you guys go? We went the year after, yeah. Or the year after that one. No, so we went to your one. Oh, you went to my one. Twenty eighteen. Hell wow. So we were probably in the same place at the same time. <laughs> Once again. Um, Did you go down on the Sunday? I actually can't remember. Oh. I'll have to go back through the the, the the log. But um no, that was a fun time. We finished the song and then when we brought out the podcast, the very first episode, there's no theme song. But then it might have been two or three or I can't remember exactly when we used it, but I thought why not put a song at the start? It, can, it represents us quite well because we both made it together. And then, you know, 200 episodes later, it's still the theme song. So unique, yeah. yeah. It's fucking sick. Do
2: you remember the guy that broke his foot on the first night? No. On, oh no, on your one. He jumped off a car. Backflip or frontflip or
3: something? No, but I, the first night of my levers was one of the craziest nights of my life. <laughs> it was, it, we were at, um, staying at Dunsborough Lakes. Uh, it was like just a campsite, and um, there was a big party on the first night, and I'd barely drank in my life. I was quite a sheltered kid; like I didn't, um, I didn't really drink drugs, like all of that stuff was just no, 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 like <laughs> no. Mum would kill me. So,
2: Mum did a good job.
3: She did a good job, yeah. Um, and then I, like, I, I remember we were playing King's Cup that night. And I like I'd rarely drank before, so I wasn't used to it. And I remember I lost, and I had to drink King's Cup. <laughs> oh, yeah. It always happens to the person that yeah. doesn't want it. I've never lost since. <laughs> no, like that's the, the only that's time. Um, and it was a big night. And I remember this party happened, and there was so many people at like around our campsite. And Dill's mum's car was getting pissed on and stuff. It was <laughs> horrific. Like there was horrible things happening, but it was like just such a cool first night. But no, I don't remember the foot.
2: You said it in before. a podcast, like, because I didn't know. It. And then yeah. the guy, like, one of my really good mates hmm. who I worked with, that was him. He oh, really? <laughs> was like, yeah, I fucking broke
3: my foot on the first night trying yeah. to jump off a car. Oh, it was probably at that party, maybe. Yeah, no, it would oh, probably okay. was. It yeah. probably was. That makes sense. Because, yeah, there was people standing on people's cars. It was quite rowdy. I didn't – I felt unsafe, to be honest. <laughs> but looking back, it was, like, such a cool memory because um, mm. it's like your childhood innocence has just been stripped from you oh, and you're man. thrown in the deep end That is rest.
2: literally levers, like, because yeah. no – Parents, so like, Yes yeah. just fucking young Project shit. X.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, the closest I'll ever get, probably. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Concluding thoughts. Wow. I just want to know your favorite quote. Yeah. Why not? I think it was what the one I said he earlier. Said yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew
3: Schultz about being authentic. I guess I you yeah. have listened to it for quite some time Yeah. yeah. I um. No, that's probably my my favorite. Um, just being authentic, uh, and people gravitate. Towards you For sure We'll think of another one then
2: Yeah What about a question Should we do the one Question for the next person On the podcast
1: Yeah let's start that Um The only problem with that is like My flow of potties
2: Oh yeah Fuck you're
1: not wrong That's the only problem I'm sure It'll be in the works That's That's 2024 We'll start at 2024 Okay Um I need to do some work on this segment creation Um (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Great way to end the show, this eh? show. is fucking dribbling, jab. <laughs> this
1: is what happens when you're in the first year of your podcast, Joey.
3: Oh, mate, I know all too well. I've Been there.
1: Yeah, we're in the rookie the power stages. Of
3: editing, or maybe this will stay in.
1: Ah, who cares? <laughs> Authentic. Um. Anyway, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it.
3: Thank you too, boys. Appreciate it. It's been a good chat. Drive you. In drive <laughs> enjoy your drive
2: good job drive. well done Jack well done hey, well, all about shortening words here <laughs> yeah.
1: and then you've had to spend the next 10 seconds explaining yourself oh yeah. it! hell all right. anyways
3: thank you cheers, cheers boys good charisma
0: <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time